just that simple asking for help rather than sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard. I hope I don't hurt myself or hurt somebody else while I do this, which is just a negative thought pattern. Just turning that into a request for help was super simple. And then we both got something out of the transaction. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Clarity Cafe, our safe space to take a little break and get some clarity on life. I'm Callie, and I'm here with my co-host and Clarity sister, Barb. And uh, we wanted to say shout out to all of our online social media conversations and sharing and just, wow, we're just super grateful. (laughs) And honestly, I'm out of words for how grateful we are because it is just extraordinary to watch all of you come together and connect and start to share. And those of you that have taken that next step into the mindset hacking course and seeing your conversations there in our course and on the specific topics, it's been really fun to watch. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're new to our podcast and you want to get caught up with everything that's going on, you can find your Clarity fam at Clarity Cafe Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, ClarityCafePodcast.com is where you'll find free tools. You're going to find a community mapping to find out your support circle, mindset hacking tools. We've got a lot of fun stuff on our website. So if you haven't checked us out, go. And if you have, we're always adding new stuff. So keep coming back. So in our last episode, we were having some fun talking about shoulds and making sure that we don't drown ourselves and all the things we think we should do. And in this episode, we're going to dive into learning to ask for help and being specific about the types of help we need, the people that we're asking for the help from, and being very specific with what we need so we can be more successful. Hi, Callie. It's great to be talking about this conversation today because I think for me, asking for help is been a challenge because I've always wanted to be independent and be able to take care of myself. And and then life handed me this wonderful gift of having these different kinds of illnesses and things happen to me in my life that made me have to ask for help. And so learning how to ask for help and create an opening for people to be able to step into that and help because the secret that I discovered is that most people really do want to help. They want to contribute in some way. But if you don't give them a specific thing that you need, they're just going to make it up because they're trying to help. Sort of a little bit about the the shoulds that we were talking about in the last episode of they'll have their own mindset and their own idea of what would be helpful for you. You know, when your mom thought it would be really helpful to have you wear that little outfit when you were five years old, but that outfit turned out to, you know, I remember walking down the street in Henderson, Kentucky and in a little shorts outfit and shoes, there was a brand called Buster Brown Shoes and I had them on. And I had a little pixie haircut, you know, that looked like you put a bowl on your head and cut a little square out. And someone walked up and said, what a cute little boy. <laughs> Tried to be helpful. And uh, and I uh, was like, oh, I was mortified, of course. And my mother thought it was kind of funny, but that was what she thought would be helpful, you know, for me to feel good about myself, but it didn't quite work out that way. So on a more serious note, just learning to ask for help whether it's in the work environment or in your personal environment, like maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed 
And rather than try to fake your way through it, taking a minute to say, first of all, let me ground myself, take a breath, try to get neutral to this. And then second of all, ask the person that you're with, hey, you know, I just need a minute. Could we just take a minute and walk around the block and then come back to this? Because I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right now. And that can be such a difference maker because everyone's had that feeling and you've now shared with that person. And I've done this with you innumerable times, Callie. We'll sit down to record something or discuss something and I'm not quite ready because of something that just happened. I'm still practicing leaving all that baggage at the door and getting it off the table, et cetera. And to be able to you know, say, hey, I just need a minute. And actually, I usually don't even have to say that because we are so in tune that you just sense it and you'll just, we'll have a funny story and just kind of break the ice. And then now we're ready to work. That being able to feel f- the freedom of asking for what you need, whether it's for someone to go out for a meal or whether it's to take a minute in a, so that you can have a more productive conversation. Sometimes the difficult conversations are the ones that we need to ask for help having. Mm. Absolutely. And it resonates. There's sort of an art to learning to ask for help. And it's a skill that we can practice and get really good at. Because I know for me, fiercely independent, when I was younger, I just, I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to ask for help for two reasons. One was I wanted to be fiercely independent and show everybody how independent I was apparently. And then also I wanted, I didn't, Deep down, and this wasn't a conscious thought, but I, I didn't really want to ask for help because I just didn't want to be let down. And in my mind, somehow those two were intertwined because maybe in the past when I was younger, I didn't always, you know, have the help that I want or know how to ask for help or, you know, or was let down. And, and so just created this subconscious belief that's just easier not to ask. And so as time went on and I, did a lot of mindset hacking and a lot of healing, (laughs) I was able to come to the other side of that, which is to realize that I have a lot of people around me who really love me, support me, and want to help me. And I actually need a lot of help. And it's really been an art form to learn how to, one, ask for help, two, know what kind of help that I need that other people can give me, Ah, recognizing when there's certain things that I, I I can't really have help with, and often that's me needing to take care of myself and do some mindset shifting so I can bring the stress down. And then three, you know, for something that someone can help me with, what is that? And making sure that I'm asking for help from the right person. Yes, ask the people who can help you. There's this concept of uh, just complaining about something if someone, uh, particularly at work, comes to me and you know complains about something, I say, you know what? I don't mind listening to you tell me this, but I'm not the person who can help you. So let's think about who are those people that could help you with this and go reframe this as a request for help versus a complaint. So there's a cognitive reframing that's really valuable to turn a complaint, which has a sort of negative effect on your mind patterns and on your mindset into a request for help. I, uh, when I was flying up here, I brought a lot of things in my suitcase because I just was like, oh, I'm going to see my friend. It's going to be awesome. And my suitcase was really heavy. And the physics of me putting a heavy suitcase in the up overhead compartment 
and doing it quickly, you know, I've got to engage my core, get my, you know, shoulders and shoulder pack, be ready to do that. It's way more efficient for everybody on the plane for me to just turn to someone to my right or left or front or back and who's taller than I am and weighs more and potentially has more upper body strength and say, hey, could you help me with this? People are always ready to do that. They're bored to death. They're getting on or off of an airplane. And so identifying just that simple asking for help rather than think sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard. I hope I don't hurt myself or hurt somebody else while I do this, which is just a negative thought pattern. Just turning that into a request for help was super simple. And then we both got something out of the transaction. Yeah, that's fun. So it's a really good point about making sure, too, that we're asking people to help us that can help us. So I think some some of us may find ourselves in a situation where we're always asking this. Maybe we would do ask for help, but we're always asking the same people for help. And so this kind of goes back to our community map conversation where we were talking about not always looking to the same people to fulfill all aspects of our lives. Well, the same kind of applies when we're talking about help too. It can be important to say, wow, I need help with learning this new thing. Maybe my current friendship group or whatever doesn't include someone that knows this new language. Maybe maybe you want to pick up French and you're like, well, <laughs> that's great, but nobody I know knows French. Well, then it wouldn't really be fair to say, hey, I'm learning French. Can you help me practice to someone who's not interested and not practicing? And they may be your best friend, but that's not really an appropriate person to be asking for help with that. It might be that you get online and you meet an online community of people who can um, speak French or somebody's learning English that speaks French and vice versa, and you can converse. So it's important not just to get over the hump of asking for help, but to make sure that whom we're asking is able to help actually help us and deliver the help and then being very specific with what we need. And so that would be the difference between coming to our best friend and saying, I want to learn French, help me learn French. They might be like, I have a thousand things to do and I'm not interested in French. Or, you know, rather than that would be like, wow, I need some help learning French. I might download this app and I'm also going to get connected to an online community where I can start to practice and speak. And then it becomes more fun for everybody. And we're not burdening our relationships with the people that are closest to us and we're most familiar with and maybe even most comfortable being vulnerable and asking for help with. We're not burdening them with everything, which they may or not even be able to deliver. Yeah, I love you bringing up an online community because I think there's so much value. We're so lucky to have access to all of this online community support where we can talk to people all over the world that have different areas of expertise, whether that's, you know, the group that's learning French or the group that's talking about, you know, endometriosis or the group that's talking about baseball statistics When you go into that community and ask for help with a problem or an answer to a question or a suggestion, you can get hundreds of people with a variety of experience to offer a suggestion of help. That's so powerful because you're actually tapping into a collective mind uh, with lots of different experiences, but that are interested in a particular topic. So we didn't have that for most of, of human history. And so I think that that asking a community for help versus an individual and the individuals will contribute to that community, but there's so much power in the exchange of ideas that happens. And when you ask for help in that context, 
you help other people too, because you're not the only one with the question. Absolutely. Such great resources online. And it makes me also think as we're talking a little bit about, we <laughs> have like a three-year-old, I don't want your help. So are there times in our lives where we've been the recipient of help that we don't necessarily want? And I, I was thinking about that for myself and, you know, for those of you listening, it's, you know, kind of cool to kind of look back and see if there's some help that you've received that you haven't wanted. And for me, the one kind of help that I have both given and received <laughs> that I have not wanted is unsolicited advice. <laughs> so <laughs> there can be times in our relationships and our friendships where people just want to be listened to. They just want to be heard. They need somebody to be present to their experience and they don't necessarily want you to fix it. They don't necessarily, you know, and, and we have times where we just want to vent or we just want to explain our day and we don't need, we don't want somebody to fix it. So both, you know, giving and receiving unsolicited advice would be one example of help that we don't necessarily want. So if that has been an issue for you in the past or even presently, it can be good to make sure you separate that out. You know, when people have kind of forced help on you or you really need this. So therefore I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you move or clean your room or whatever it is. Sometimes that gets a little buried in our memories, but we still react to people helping us as though that was what was happening now. And so it can be good to look back and see some of us have had a lot of help, not gotten a lot of help, somewhere in between that, gotten help we didn't want, got help we did want, wherever we are, just you know, take a little inventory and see where you're at and then allow yourself to bring all of that into the present moment and redefine the type of help that you want for yourself. Asking for help versus someone offering help that's unsolicited is an interesting one. And I that's something I think I've learned from listening to other people. I love it when you say something and someone says, that was really helpful. Then you're validated that what you said was really helpful to them, assuming that you have an authentic relationship, which hopefully all of our relationships are authentic, versus unsolicited help. That can sometimes be useful, but can sometimes not be useful. So that's the listening piece of this, not just asking for help, being able to receive help, being able to be vulnerable enough to receive help, but also to distinguish, oh, that person's trying to help, but it's not necessarily super helpful. So I think I'm just going to move on from this. I'm pretty sure we could do about six episodes on the art of giving help, receiving help, and just the practice of, of that and getting better and better at it. Don't you think, Barb? Definitely. Let's do it. For sure. All right. We'll, we'll put those on the list, on the growing list of requested podcasts. Uh, well, for today, we just want to say thank you for joining us. Well, we want to hear more about your journey in learning to ask for help and receiving help and being specific about it. So join the conversation at Clarity Cafe Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And let us know what little changes you're making in your life. We want to hear about it. We are a community supported by listeners like you. So if you're enjoying Clarity Cafe Podcast, 
on whatever medium or podcaster you're getting it from, please take a few minutes and just give us a review. It really helps us more than you know, and we appreciate it. It's a great way to say thank you. Oh, hey, we need help. Please review us. (laughs) All right. Well, in our next episode, we're going to be exploring the fun of receiving compliments and giving compliments and the unique art that that is. So until next time, take what works, leave what doesn't, and uh, share what helps with the people around you. And until we meet again, be well. Be well.